What is going on? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. How we doing on a Thursday? Today is April 28th, 2022. What's going on out there? How's your week so far? How we doing this week? Uh, on today's show, it is Story Time Thursday. Gather on the campfire. Time for Uncle Tyler to uh, tell some stories. Uh, on today's story, we're going to tell a real good story about a couple syndicates that came up with the same idea for a betting strategy. And this all happened over 20 years ago. So it's a great story. It involves Billy Walters, one of the most, if not the most, accomplished sports better of all time. And uh, it's a pretty cool story along the way. So uh, it's going to be a fun Thursday. Special thanks to Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy, great place for player props. If you're betting player props, you've got to sign up with Thrive Fantasy. The reason is when you parlay player props together, there's not a better uh, website or better sports book that's going to pay out better odds in the entire industry than Thrive Fantasy. You will make more betting the same bets with Thrive. Download the app or check them out online, thrivefantasy.com. Put in promo code SBD when you're signing up for a 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. That's thrivefantasy.com, promo code SBD. All right, so let's rewind to the 1999 season. Uh, Football, college football, NFL, Uh, is primarily what these syndicates were betting. So the two syndicates we're going to be talking about today, the computer group and the Hollywood group. The computer group was led by Billy Walters. Uh, He was, again, probably, if you look at sports betting history, read sports betting books, talk to people in the industry, they will probably unanimously say that the best, most accomplished, most feared sports better of all time was Billy Walters. Uh, he led the computer group, and he was kind of the uh, the one who made everything go. He knew a lot about the market. He got bets down. He had about 30 runners himself making bets because he couldn't make bets. You know, no one would take his action. And he actually recruited a whole bunch of computer scientists at the time, right? Late 90s, this was a brand new idea. But he recruited a lot of math people who knew how to write computer code to kind of do some analytics. And uh, they ended up handicapping for him and he got bets down in other ways with with other people. So that was the computer group, Uh, probably the most successful syndicate in the history of sports betting. And then uh, the Hollywood group, the Hollywood group was run by uh, pro better Michael Koenig, who actually got his upbringing with Billy Walters. Right, Michael Koenig worked with Billy Walters for a couple years before making his own syndicate, The Hollywood Group. Uh, Michael Koenig ran it. The programmer of The uh, Hollywood Group is actually unknown. In the book, Smart Money, uh, The Smart Money, How the World's Sharpest Betters Make Their Millions, by Michael Koenig, okay, the, the leader of this syndicate wrote a book, which is where I got a lot of this info from. Uh, he mentions this this computer programmer in the book as Andy. That's his name. That's not his real name in real life, so I don't know his real name. No one does. But this guy Andy in the book was the one behind the algorithm that they ended up betting with the Hollywood group. Okay, So it was run by Michael Koenig, who at one point worked for Billy Walters. Uh, it was uh, the algorithm for the group, the model for the group, was created by an, an anonymous figure. But what's really cool is the 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 runners for this group okay the the people who got the bets down were hollywood uh celebrities bruce willis ben affleck and ashton kutcher 
uh, and primarily it was Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck, they got the bets down for the Hollywood group. And this, this, the reason they needed and used these celebrities, a couple reasons. A couple reasons. First of all, Bruce Willis and Ashton Kutcher and Ben Affleck had a big history, again, especially Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck, had a big history of betting anyway, betting millions of dollars a season anyway. And they hadn't been successful doing it, but they bet millions of dollars. So they already were in with their bookies. Uh, the Hollywood group needed a way to disguise their bets because once these sports books realize that you know what you're doing and you're a winning sports better, especially when you're betting tens of thousands of dollars a game, they're very quick to eliminate you and, and to, to ban you. So the longer you can stay under the radar, the better. So if they can use, back in the late 90s, if they can use Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck to get their bets down, A, it's not going to seem as obvious when they're betting you know, 10000 20000 a game because they do anyway, and B... Even if these sportsbook directors have an inkling, you know, have any idea that they're making bets for any, you know, bigger syndicate, they'd be a lot more hesitant to ban a Bruce Willis because it's bad publicity, right? If they ban some some random sports better than no one knows, no one cares. But if Bruce Willis gets banned from a sportsbook, now it's front page news or maybe middle page news. <laughs> but you get my point. It's a much bigger deal. So this was a great setup for the Hollywood group. And they had it going for a couple years, you know, a really well-oiled machine. Um, but either way, so this story, it's centered around those two groups. So the story of Michael Koenig getting to know Billy Walters is actually a pretty good one, maybe a story for a different day. But Michael Koenig was a writer. He wrote a lot of pieces for Cigar Aficionado and other big magazine publications that were really prominent in the 80s and 90s. So he was a writer before any of this. He just wanted to do a piece on Billy Walters in the mid-90s. He went and played some golf with Billy Walters, met him on the golf course. They ended up talking, and Billy Walters offered him a job. Right? He said, hey, I know you're trying to write an article. How'd you, how'd, how'd you like to make a little money this football season? And so Michael Koenig started working in professional sports betting that way, just getting bets down for Billy Walters. And over the course of, I think, three years, maybe three and a half years, he worked with a computer group, he got to know the industry. He learned how the industry worked. He learned how to get bets down. He learned how the, how the market moves and how you know, smart money comes in and what the steam is, like we talked about earlier, earlier this week on this show. Uh, so he got to know a lot about the industry. And in those three years, Michael Koenig learned that you don't need to be a world-class handicapper to get bets down. You have to have access to world-class handicappers. But more than anything, you have to know how the market works. And so that's how Michael Koenig kind of got going here. So he worked for Billy Walters after just talking to him, trying to get an interview for a, an article, and they ended up working together for a long time. So Michael Koenig, after, like, like I said, about three and a half years of working for Billy Walters, decided he was going to do his own thing. So that's when he contacted a friend from high school who I, he identifies, again, in his book, The Smart Money, as Algorithm Andy. Okay, that's kind of his nickname in the book, Algo Andy, he calls him. Uh, so Algorithm Andy, they, they connect. He starts to make a, a model to predict football. And they bet with you know some success in the 1999 season. And then come 2000, they're getting ready to do their NFL prep. It's the offseason, very similar to a time like it is right now. And Algorithm Andy is doing all these different calculations, getting ready for the NFL. And what he finds is that during the 1997, 1998, 1999 seasons, the results for NFL games were landing closer and closer to the point spread. 
And what that means is there's less and less value, right? The market's getting more and more efficient. Well, when the market gets more and more efficient, what they found, what, what Andy found, algorithm Andy found, was that when point spreads land closer and closer to the actual spread, or when, when results land closer and closer to the actual spread, right? If, if, if this point spread is, or, you know, if the line is team A minus three and a half over team B, and team A wins 24-21, that's what we're talking about here, right? There, there's not a lot of value from the results compared to the point spread. Well, what they found was that, or what they theorized, was that they could now create their own variance by betting teasers. Now, typically, before this season, and actually to this day right now, teasers are not great bets. It's not worth minus 120 to buy six points for two teams generally. But when you get scenarios where the market is so hyper-efficient and the market is so on point, well, you can actually create your own variance by betting teasers. So in this offseason between 1999 and 2000, Algorithm Andy and Michael Koenig for the Hollywood Group, they have this weird idea they're, they're going to start betting teasers. But they keep it close to themselves. They don't tell anyone because it's kind of outrageous to let anyone know you're thinking that. And they just started working on it. Well, about a month later, when Michael Koenig met with the computer group, because he was still working for them at the time, or you know, a little, bit, little here, a little there, uh, the computer group and Billy Walters actually bring up their new idea and their new plan for the 2000 season. Do you want to guess what that idea was? They're going to start betting more teasers. They're going to start betting more games where they're buying six points. And it was funny because in the book, they talk about how Michael Koenig was so shocked. He was like, are my phones being tapped? Is Billy Walters watching me? Is he contacted algorithm Andy? What's going on? How does he know this? But the end result and the answer wasn't that Billy Walters was spying or watching Michael Koenig or anything like that. They just both had very good algorithms, both had very good models, and both came to the same conclusion themselves. That because there was not a lot of variance in the NFL point spreads, in the NFL lines, they would create their own variance by moving the point by, by moving the spreads uh, six points. So two very successful, very math-driven, especially for the late 90s, early 2000s, two syndicates on their own came up with the idea to start betting teasers in the same year. Now, why do you think that happened? Okay, let, let, let's separate ourselves from that story a little bit and just talk why. What we can learn from this. The moral of this story, I would say, is that you have to understand how, a, how an efficient market works. If you believe, like I do, in efficient market hypothesis and, and think that the sports market is more efficient the closer we get to game time, there's stuff happening behind the scenes that a lot of you just have no idea about. Like, like the, the, the I'm, I'm guessing most of you bet a lot of NFL teasers every year. Why? Well, I mean, you get to buy six points. I mean, just for that reason, they're, they're teasers, right? They seem like these great bets. Moving the point spread six points isn't actually worth what you may think it would be. But unless you have reasons to bet these things, unless there's a method to your madness, unless you can explain the why every time you make a bet, right, right, right. Not just that the line's off, but why the line's off and why people are betting on an incorrect line, you're not going to win money. So 
again, the moral of the story is information travels quickly if you know what you're doing, have a good mathematical approach, and always pay attention to the market. And that's why it's so tough to beat the market. It's no coincidence both these amazing syndicates came up with the same idea to bet teasers the same exact season. They're watching closely. And the same thing happens today, 22 years later. People are watching closely. I'm watching closely. There are way more syndicates than there used to be. And the market's actually much harder to beat than it used to be. But with me watching, with everyone else watching, with everyone always diving in, trying to find every edge here or there, edges go quickly. So if you think sitting at home, if you have another job and you come home every day at five o'clock and look at the lines, and if you think you can win money without doing a lot of homework, just understand what's going on behind the scenes. There's always something happening. And I thought the story was great. The idea that two different syndicates came up with the same idea at the same time, it was crazy to me. So look, professionals will find and exploit any openings in the market. I think that was a great story. I love the idea of teasers being so square, teasers being laughable, and then at the same season, two syndicates like, yep, we're on teasers this year. I'm telling you, if you if you think the market's easy to beat and you think that the market's, you're essentially trying to beat that, trying to beat that kind of information. So, all right, that does it for today. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Good luck, whatever you have going on today or tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Sports Betting Daily.